here's a question for you to consider. As people watch you, are they getting a right view of God? Are you making a lasting impression upon them for the kingdom of heaven? In fact, here's a deeper, more significant question you should be asking yourself. Do those people even know that they should be asking you to tell them who you really are and how you're able to do the things you are doing for Christ? Well, welcome to the Point of Purity Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Etner, author, national speaker, certified professional mentor, and purity coach for the Pure Man Ministry. This is episode 142. In this episode, we continue our journey through my book entitled, Are You a Superman? Becoming God's Man of Steel. This week's episode is entitled, The Real Superman. As we begin this week's episode, I want to read a couple of paragraphs to you from chapter 5 of my book, Are You a Superman? Becoming God's Man of Steel. Listen closely, and I quote, There's a scene from Star Wars, Episode 5, The Empire Strikes Back, where the main character, Luke Skywalker, manages to escape from the evil villain Darth Vader's trap with an amazing acrobatic flip. In genuine surprise, Vader says, Impressive. Most impressive. Obi-Wan has taught you well. Then a few moments later, Vader taunts Luke with the words, The Force is with you, young Skywalker but you are not a Jedi yet. Just as Vader did with Luke, Satan does with you and I. He wants to taunt you. He wants to distract and discourage you, to trap you. He tries to tell you that although God may be with you, you are not a superman yet. Don't listen to his lies. Don't get caught in his web of deceit. As a Christian, you already are a superman of God. Don't ever forget that your real identity is Technon Theos, Son of God. Let's hop back into our trans-universe machine and go back to the world of DC Comics. As a kid growing up, I loved Monday nights because I was allowed to stay up so I could watch reruns of The Amazing Ventures of Superman. Every week, actor George Reeves would don the blue tights and red cape and soar through the air saving damsels in distress while giving the bad guy the pounding he deserved. Every week, the show would open with Superman flying through the sky. Onlookers would shout out, Look! Up in the sky! It's a bird! It's a plane! No, it's Superman! In the same way, the people with whom you rub shoulders with every day should see your life and say, Look! It's a Superman of God! But how does that happen? Do you have to wear red tidies over blue spandex and have a huge S for saved, sanctified, or saint, take your pick, emblazoned on your chest? Nah. Although it would definitely cause you to stand out in a crowd, that's just not practical, nor is it the kind of attention God wants you to get. End of quote. Let me take a moment here and repeat the question I asked in the opener to this episode. As people watch you, Are they getting a right view of God? Are you making a lasting impression upon them for the kingdom of heaven? In fact, there's a deeper, more significant question you and I should be asking. Do those people even know that they should be asking us to tell them who we really are and how we're able to do the things we're doing for Christ? I submit that the only way that answer can be, well, yes, is if you are daily living every moment 
of every day as a superman of God. If you, you see, if they can't see your real identity, they'll never know to ask you to explain to them who you are, how you're able to do the things you do. You're never going to be able to point them to Christ. In 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 15, it says, In your hearts separate Christ. Set up, I'm sorry, let me try that again. 1 Peter 3, 15. In your hearts set apart Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. But do this with gentleness and respect. 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 15. You know, as we think about that verse, I, I can't help but wonder if we've missed the most important part of the verse. Here's what I mean. Too often, I think we emphasize the part of the verse that says we need to be ready to give an answer to anyone who asks us why we believe what we believe. Now, yes, it's true. We need to be prepared to share our faith with the world around us. It's also very important to give biblical reasons for the hope that we have. But I want to submit that's not the major point. That's not the key point of this verse. You see, the most significant part of the verse is found in the opening words, in your hearts set apart Christ as Lord. You see, until you set apart or sanctify your heart, until you daily dedicate yourself completely over to God, your life will be no different than the rest of the world around you. If in your heart you're not living a life set apart for God, how, listen, how will anyone See that reflected in your words, your attitudes, your behavior, your choices. How will they know to ask you why your life is so different? Bottom line is, your life won't be different because you have King Me sitting on the throne of your heart instead of God. Let me state the obvious here. You are not Clark Kent. But I want to submit that you are also not, put your name in the blank here. I am not Steve Etner. You are not, put your name in the blank. You, If you know Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, you are technontheos, son of God. That's your identity. That's who you really are. So we need to live like it. As people watch your life, listen, they are seeing how you view God. Good or bad, your daily life, your attitude, your words, your choices, your actions, your behavior, everything is showing to the world around you who God is to you. How you relate and interact with God on a daily basis will be reflected in every word that you speak and everything that you do. So what are your family, your friends, coworkers, neighbors understanding about God as they listen to your words and watch your choices and actions? Are you a mirror that's reflecting God? Or are you a wall that's hiding Him? Do you let your light shine for all to see, or are you hiding it somewhere deep within, only to be revealed on Sundays in church? In the scriptures, God is often referred to as the God of Abraham. He's called the God of Jacob. He's identified in some passages as the God of Elijah, the God of your father, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. In each instance, whenever he revealed himself in that way, the response of the people he revealed it to was in total awe. They fell at his feet. They stood trembling. They hid their face. And with that understanding, let me ask you this question. If God were to appear right now to your family, to your spouse, to your kids, to your grandkids, if he were to reveal himself right now to your friends, 
to your coworkers, to your neighbors. And he said to them, I am the God of, and put your name in it in here. I am the God of Steve Etner. I am the God of, what's your name? My question is this, if he were to reveal himself that way, what kind of God would they see? How would they respond? Here's the bottom line. When we set apart Christ as Lord in our hearts, he will be seen as Lord in our life. And that is when the real Superman of God begins to stand up and stand out. In a previous episode, we experienced just a brief glimpse into parts of Solomon's journal, the Old Testament book of Ecclesiastes, if you remember. He wrote about his failed attempts to find meaning and purpose to life. Do you remember how he ended the account? He wrote in Ecclesiastes chapter 12, verses 13 and 14, Now all has been heard. Here is the conclusion of the matter. Fear God and keep his commandments. For this is the whole duty of man. For God will bring every deed into judgment, including every hidden thing, whether good or evil. Ecclesiastes 12, 13 and 14. What a powerful conclusion. I mean, what a point for us to seriously apply to our own lives. Solomon's painful discovery can be our opportunity to learn, to grow. Meaning and purpose to life is found only when we focus our entire being around glorifying God. No matter what you're doing, no matter when you're doing it, no matter how you're doing it, no matter why you're doing it, God must always, always, always be glorified. Listen, never forget, God is the one that formed you. He made you. He created you for his glory, Isaiah 43, 7. Glorifying God has been programmed into your very DNA. So my question for you is this, are you functioning according to the manufacturer's specs? Are you living a life that glorifies God? Are you daily walking in complete surrender, total obedience to your Heavenly Father, your Creator, your Designer, your Savior? And are you doing it at all times? Because only then will you truly glorify Him. Only then will you find genuine satisfaction and real lasting fulfillment in life. Only then will you be revealed as Technon Theos, Superman of God. I want you to listen closely as I quote the words of 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 31. Whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. Okay, now here's a simple yet very important question for you. According to that verse, according to 1 Corinthians 10, 31 that I just quoted to you, how much of your life is to glorify God? The answer should be blatantly obvious. All of it. Whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. Every bit of it. Now, I want you to focus your attention on that word all for a moment. Do it all for the glory of God. Let me ask you this. How would you define it? What do you think the word all means exactly? Let me share with you a very simple definition. Hold on to your seat because this is going to blow you away with its profoundness. Here it is. Ready? All means all. And that's all all means. Mind-blowing, isn't it? All means all. And that's all all means. God is always all about his glory, not ours. In Isaiah 48, verse 11, God says, 
for my own sake, for my own sake I do this. How can I let myself be defamed? I will not yield my glory to another, Isaiah 48, 11. When we seek our own praise, when we're pursuing our own glory, we are, in essence, dethroning God, and we're setting up King me in his place. The fact is, God will not tolerate that. Isaiah 42, verse 8, he says, I am the Lord. That is my name. I will not give my glory to another or my praise to idols, Isaiah 42, 8. Whatever you do, watch this now, whatever you do, doesn't matter whether it's your actions or your words, make sure you're always doing it in a way that gives attention, glory, honor, and praise and worship to God, Colossians 3, 17. I guarantee you, nowhere in Scripture will you find a verse that says, Oh, dear Christian, it sure would be nice if you would try your best to glorify God more often than not in your life. (laughs) No way. You will, however, find the biblical principle that everything you say, everything you do in life is to be said and done in Jesus' name. Not just some of the things you say, not just most of the things you do, everything, all, all means all, and that's all all means. To be a genuine technon theist, to be a real superman of God. Each and every individual word that you say, as well as each and every particular activity, choice, and attitude, and behavior that you do, all of it, every part of it, must always be said, always be done to the glory of God. If they're not glorifying Him, you're sinning. Now, let's, let's be real here, okay? Not that we haven't been, but let's, let's really be real. How often... Do you closely examine your words? Do you keep an eye on your actions before ever speaking them, before ever doing them, to make sure that each and every one of your words and actions and choices and attitudes and behaviors truly glorifies God? How often? All right, I know, I know, that was a little bit below the belt. And yet we're commanded to do that. So I think we're safe in saying plenty of room for improvement, right? Well, let's hit the pause button until next week's episode. We're going to continue our journey through my book, Are You a Superman? Becoming God's Man of Steel. And as we conclude this week's powerful podcast, I'd like to take just a moment, give you a glimpse into our ministry. You see, we do a whole lot more than just producing a podcast. We have a free app. It's called My Purity Coach. We have an online training resource called Christian, let me pack that up, Christian Growth Academy, all one word, ChristianGrowthAcademy.com. There's a 12-week Bible study program that uh, is called the Point of Purity Program. It's a one-on-one Bible coaching program where I meet with you personally for 12 weeks for an hour a week, and we go deep into the scriptures to talk about how to be pure and godly and a person of integrity. We are... Strictly a faith-based, donor-supported ministry, so we rely on the financial gifts that people want to provide for this ministry. And each gift that you give is tax-deductible. So if you'd be interested in supporting this ministry, then please go to our website, thepuritycoach.com. Click on the Donate button in the upper right corner. And thank you for your gift. Thank you in advance for partnering with us. And if you've not yet subscribed to this podcast, let me encourage you, please do so today. Do so before you close everything out. I don't want you to miss any of our upcoming episodes. Well, until next time, this is author, speaker, certified professional mentor, and purity coach, Steve Etner, 
reminding you that if you're going to glorify God in your everyday living, He must first be glorified in your every moment thinking. We'll see you next week.